0: Welcome to Oasis Podcast Sermons, where our call is to gather the scattered back into relationship with God. Holy Spirit, give each listener discernment, wisdom, and understanding as they desire to know you more. Speak to their hearts and continue to guide and direct them into deeper relationship with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Enjoy. Hi. Hi. How are we doing? And there, leave it
1: right. So, we got some scripture that we're going to go through. But uh, you know, I'm gonna need three volunteers for to read God's word. So three people, raise your hand. Darian, you want to read? You want to read? So we got. Who can raise their hand higher? <laughs> okay, we got three right here. All right. So who Uh, someone got First Peter. Two nine. I'll get that. Okay. Someone, who's got the louder voice? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Malachi one six through fourteen. Exodus thirty six through ten. So, before I start. uh, Talking about these scriptures with you guys before we start going through these scriptures together uh i just want to share a phone conversation that i had yesterday with a loved one of mine and this person person shared a dream that they had with me and this was a, a phone conversation that me and erica had with a, a loved one of ours in our family and uh um you know, we, we were blessed enough to receive the interpretation for the dream and got to like minister to her a little bit. But the reason I share that with you is because that is the, the catalyst event that took me to this, these scriptures today with the Lord. Right? I'm seeking the Lord's face and these are the scriptures that He put on my heart and I just, I just see that... He is speaking to us in unity, and the theme is the same. Before I even, you know, before we even unload these scriptures right now, it's all about repentance. It's all about uh, coming back to the Lord, making making ourselves uh, a worthy sacrifice. Our temple, cleaning cleaning up the street on our side. This is a relationship with Him, right? And their sacrifice involved in a relationship. When you love somebody, you sacrifice. You put that person's needs... If we love somebody here on earth, we put that person's needs ahead of our own. That's what love looks like. There's sacrifice in that. And the same is true for our relationship with God. So, we were having this conversation on the phone, and a family member shared her dream with us, and the dream was this. She was in this building for two nights, and on the first night, they had to be in. It was like at dusk, and um, they had to be inside before it got dark. Interesting concept, light and dark, that we're seeing. And uh, they had to lock the doors. And then once it got dark, there were uh, beating on the windows and the doors from something or someone in this dream. And she said, I I, I don't know what this place was that I was in. I felt like I was in a church or something. There There was chairs and it was just a wood floor. And... Uh, I kind of was just meditating on this and she told us about as she's saying this and the Lord's putting some things on my heart and then she tells us about the second night and it's still daytime and she goes out of the building and she goes into a bar and she meets this girl in the bar and they become friends and it's starting to get dark outside and she's like oh man know I think I need to get back to the building the draws to this building right and she said that the the woman just had like a dark circles around her eyes and just a weird feeling about this person in her dream like there was something going on with this person that was um, of darkness and she invites this woman back to this building And she's got this impression on her heart like this is a church, right? And then she's like, okay, well, you guys have an interpretation? And the Lord pressed on my heart that she is partnering with things in her life that are not of the Lord and she's inviting them back into the place where her relationship with Him belongs. She's putting idols in the place of the Lord, actively inviting these things into her life, partnering with these things in her life and bringing them into where His presence belongs. And, you know, we got to minister to her for a while and it was, you know, a cool outcome that we had, but then I'm going through, you know, I'm like, oh man, that was like a really interesting moment, you know? A really interesting uh, connection where, where it got to the interpretation of this dream got to bring some kind of, of freedom in this person's life, right? And then I'm like doing some reflecting on the situation, like, okay, what, what does this mean? And the Lord said, okay, I want you to read the first chapter of Malachi. So, so who's got that? Malachi chapter 1, 6 through 6-14. Real live.
0: A son honors his father and a servant his master. If then I am the father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my reverence? Says the Lord of hosts to you priests who despise my name. Yet you say, in what way have we despised your name? You offer defiled food on my altar, but say, in what way have we defiled you? By saying... The table of the Lord is contemptible. And when you offer the blind as a sacrifice, is it not evil? And when you offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it then to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you favorably, says the Lord of hosts? But now entreat God's favor that he may be gracious to us. While this is being done by your hands, will he accept you favorably, says the Lord of hosts? Who is there even among you who would shut the doors, so that you would not kindle fire on my altar in vain? I have no pleasure in you, says the Lord of hosts, nor will I accept an offering from your hands. For from the rising of the sun, even to its going down, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. In every place incense shall be offered to my name, and a pure offering, for my name shall be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. But you profane it, in that you say, The table of the Lord is defiled, and its fruit, its food, is contemptible. You also say, oh, what a weariness, and you sneer at it, says the Lord of hosts, and you bring the stolen, the lame, and the sick, thus you bring an offering. Should I accept this from your hand, says the Lord? But cursed be the deceiver who has in his flock a male and takes a vow, but sacrifices to the Lord what is blemished. For I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name is to be feared among the nations.
1: So, what is this? Who's speaking? Yahweh. Through who? Malachi. The prophet Malachi, right? So, a son honors his father and a servant his master if then I am the Father, where is my honor? And if I am the Master, where is my reverence? What does that mean? Respect. Respect, right? Reverence. To you priests, so that is who Yahweh is talking to, like Chris said, through the prophet Malachi, Right? The priests. Who are the priests? Levites. Levites? Okay. Can somebody read the verse out of Peter? First Peter two 2.9 Okay. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Who's he talking to? Us. Us, right? Do we see the contrast? Are we not a priesthood? Yes. Okay. So, what do, what does our offering look like to the Lord? Is it defiled? Obedience, huh? Obedience. Obedience. Worship. Our life worship His will. but what But what does it look like what, what are we doing in our personal lives we are healed by Jesus are we not yes. when the Lord Jesus Christ heals somebody in the New Testament what does he say there's a theme in the healings that we see yes. faith faith, you. faith has healed you what else does he say Send so no more. Send so no more. What else did he say? Get up and walk? Take up your mat. Up your mat. Pick up your mat up and keep it pushing, right? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Which Which direction do you think that the Lord Jesus Christ intended for us to walk? Forward. Forward, right? Which direction is the prophet Malachi if the prophet's vision is for the future, what is he directing? Forward or backwards? Forward, forward. Forward? So, what does, that's the thing, what does the offering look like? Do we go back to our old behavior patterns of the past? No? no? Or are we healed? Do we walk in faith? Do we walk in righteousness? And do we move forward? Right. That's what the offering is. That's that only because that was Jesus, right? He's the unblemished lamb that was offered in blood, right? It's His blood. So, in there, there's a spot where it talks about, says the Lord of hosts, Who is there, even among you, who would shut the doors... I mean, the, the Lord in the in these pieces of Scripture. Do you think He sounds pleased with everybody? No. No. Who is there even among you who would shut the doors so that you would not kindle fire on my altar in vain? There's another part where it references the incense offering. What's that about? Exodus. Who wants to read the Exodus scripture? Good. Nice and loud. And thou shalt put it before the veil that is by the ark of the testimony, before the mercy seat that is over the testimony, where I will meet with thee. And Aaron shall burn there upon sweet incense every morning. When he dresseth the
0: lamps, he shall burn incense upon it. And when Aaron lighteth the lamps at even, he shall burn incense upon it. Perpetual incense before the Lord throughout your generations. Off, no strange incense
1: thereon, no burnt sacrifice. So, no strange incense. What does that mean? The Lord wants pure incense. He does, he's not concerned. So I'm using this Exodus law thing right now. I'm not trying to get us lost in law stuff, right? Jesus says the Torah is the law. We're tracking all that. It's not for us because we couldn't figure it out, right? Okay, new covenant. It's still the law. And he came to fulfill the law, right? So this is his character. So this is a good learning tool if we see this reference in the prophet to get a little bit of understanding. He wants pure incense. We see in the other prophet, the prophet uh, book of Hosea. What does he say? He says, I desire steadfast loyalty and not sacrifice. He wants intimacy with you. He wants pure, incense, loyalty. He's not concerned with how we go through the, the, the ritualistic nature of the sacrifice. He just wants us. What does He want? He wants our hearts. He wants our hearts. He wants to be so intimate with us that we give Him command and control over every aspect of our life. Somebody came here tonight to get healed. Somebody came to put something on the altar tonight. Everybody in this room has something to put on the altar. Are are we going to confess our sins to each other? What does the scripture say? Confess our sins to each other, anoint each other with oil, pray for each other so that we would be healed. Just like Jesus did. And then what do we do? We get up, we walk forward, we keep it pushing in a forward direction, and we don't look back. We don't look back at the things of the past. It's okay to have a glance in the mirror for the lesson. We don't go back there and sit and dwell. Right, Terry? We don't sit down with the alligators in the swamp. Right? (laughs) And dwell in the muck and the mire of our life. We are called to more. We're a priesthood, right? So are we are going to start acting like it? Sean gave me this book. And it was a book about God's generals. And every single one of these short stories that I read about these people, there was a theme that was reaching out to me and making a connection with me in my mind. What do each one of these people, Smith Wigglesworth, Maria Woodworth Eder, all these people that are associated with great revivals, are we here for the Pacific Northwest revival? Or are we not ready to harvest a billion souls? So is this going to be a catalyst group that that comes from? Or not? That's the question. And what... Does our intimacy with the Lord look like? What does our sacrifice to Him look like? Do we love Him enough to give Him command and control over our entire life? Or do we hold on to, you know, my thing. Let me get real with you guys. My thing, you know, I've been healed miraculously, walked away from fentanyl, methamphetamine, shooting heroin, living in the streets, running in and out of stores, stealing stuff robbing people. All the things of this world. And two years, two years, no mind-altering substance, except caffeine and nicotine. I have a struggle with nicotine. And it's got to go. I look down in my pocket, and I have this faith. And you know what it says on it? It says, lost Mary." You know what the Lord told me? He said, look what you're speaking over your identity. Look what you're speaking over your identity. Someone read Luke chapter 8, 1 through 3. Now it came to pass afterwards that he went through every city and village, preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God, and the twelve were with him, and certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, out of whom had come seven demons, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others who provided for him for their, from their substance. Back up. What's her name? Mary. Mary Mary Magdalene. Lost Mary. What was she afflicted by? Seven demons. This, this is just my experience, right? But these are the kind of things. If we just look down. Who's got an iPhone in the room? Raise your hand. What is on the back of the iPhone? Let's talk about imagery for a moment. What if, okay, so when you're partnering with the forbidden fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. When you look down at your phone. What's, what are you looking at? The mark of the beast will be written on your head and on your hand. So what are you looking at when you partner with that? Thank <laughs> what do you what do you got in your pocket that you want to give up to the Lord right now? Cuz we're not going to have a revival in this city. This whole city is not going to come to the Lord unless we clean it up. Unless the body of Christ cleans it up. Simple as that. So who wants to get healed tonight? Deborah? Susan? Erica? Terry? Raise your hand. So, hey, so... So right now, we're going to go to a place of ministry, right? And he's going to start playing the guitar. 1 Samuel 16, 23 says, When David played the lyre, the stringed instrument for Saul, the demon's blood from him. This is a prophetic instrument of prayer right here. Just go to a place of meditation. Who, raise your hands if you want to get healed tonight. Okay. So as we go into a place, everybody look around because the Lord's going to tell us right now who's supposed to pray for these people. So as he plays and something comes on your heart, to pray for these people whatever the lord tells you the first thing that comes into your mind i want you to go over there and deliver it to them get up be bold be a prophet and tell them amen
0: i hope holy spirit spoke to you about something in this message today if you would like to come to service in person we meet on sundays at palmer's cafe in bend oregon at 5 p.m located at 645 northeast greenwood avenue Or if you have any questions about what you just listened to, please email us at oasis.centraloregon at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in.